Hello and welcome to episode 218 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I am Mark. How do you do? How are you doing on this beautiful spring day? It is June 1st, 2023 here in Portland, Oregon. 5.30 in the afternoon or evening. It is beautiful. It is golden hour here in my room. The sun that's shining through the hundred-year-old leaded glass. Mm. Absolutely supreme. And as always, I have my faithful friend, Window Fan, next to me. Picture this is like a Dora the Explorer show. And here we have Fanny. Hola, Fanny. Buenas tardes, Fanny. Como estas usted? Now... Today, I have a really neat one for you. <clears throat> it is uh, Robert Plant and the Honey Drippers, April 21st, 1981. Where, Mark? Somewhere in England. Let me open the... Why at the Blue Note Club? Derby, UK. Perhaps Darby. Darby, Derby. April 21st, 1981. The Honey Drippers. Now, <clears throat> this was the genesis of uh, Robert Plant's solo career. As we all know, five months earlier, Led Zeppelin had officially disbanded. And seven months earlier, John Bonham passed away. So, poor Robert, traumatized, again with a horrible premature death in his life the last the latter days of Led Zeppelin from 75 onward were not a picnic for Robert uh, <clears throat> from the accident he had in Greece in the Greek islands where he fucked up his leg his wife almost died his kids got messed up a little bit he was in a wheelchair he had to learn how to walk again lots of rehab lots of 1970s rehab so I would be surprised if his leg doesn't hurt now in his elder years. Uh, followed by the unbelievable, unfathomable loss of his young son while he was on the road in America. And then, after having processed that, been uh, convinced to get back on the Led Zeppelin horse, even though he knew how sick and dysfunctional it was, he laid down some ground rules actually became much more powerful in the organization and uh, hence the giant festivals at Nebworth because he did not want to be on the road all the time let them come to us was his thinking people will come to see us so if we play a few nights in a giant 100,000 200,000 audience you know festival there that saves us 20 nights on the road playing to 10,000 people a night. And he gets to be home. I understand that. And then poor poor Bonzo passes away as they're rehearsing for their North American tour. And that was it. So, Robert, from what I've read, I mean, I, I, I don't know the man, and I can't pretend to, even though we Zeppelin superfans tend to know more about them than they do in ways um so robert of course being an artist and being a singer wanted to get out and make some music again and what he did is he 
basically, from what I understand, he gathered up people from his school days, like high school band kind of shit, and you know got the old band back together, gathered up some folks, himself on vocals, Andy Sylvester on guitar, Kevin O'Neill on drums, Ricky Cool on harmonica, Jim Hickman on bass, Keith Evans on sax, Wayne Terry on bass, two bass players, what? And of course, Robbie Blunt on guitar. Robbie Blunt, who became his guitar player for his first three solo albums and uh, through the first three years of his solo career. And he got his band together and just did old rock and roll rockabilly stuff. Old. Old. 50s. Early 60s. Pre-psychedelia. Pre-rock, you know, pre-heavy metal. Just good old-fashioned sock hop. Stray Cats kind of shit. Very similar. You know what the Honey Drippers are. And then he put out that EP in uh, 85 at the request of Ahmet Erdogan, the the, uh, founder of Atlantic Records and friend of the band. Because Amit's like, you are a crooner. You should be a crooner. <clears throat> so he was a crooner. So he basically got him out into clubs, billed as the Honey Drippers, not Robert Plant, just so he could get out on stage in an area in, in an arena where he's safe because he's friends with everyone in the band from before he was famous. Muy importante. And they're just playing old tunes, cover tunes. Like, here is the set list of what I'm going to share with you. You'll be able to get this at heartofmarkness.com for free. No worries. Start off with Little Sister. Little Sister, don't you know? Hey, May. Lot of lovin'. You true love. Your love. You true love. Deep in the heart of Texas. Honky Tonk. How many more years? Crosscut Saw. Bring it on home. I can't be satisfied. Treat me right. Born under a bad sign. Keep on loving me, babe. What can I do? Tell me how. Queen of the Hop, Shishi Little Sheila, and closing it up with Got My Mojo Working. It is fun. It is fun. This is not the rock god. This is not the golden god. This is not the lemon squeezer. This is Robert Plant, the music fan. It is very, very telling how he went back to pre-Zeppelin to re-emerge into the world. He definitely shed Zeppelin behind him. The biggest band in the entire world. The best band in the entire world. And he left all that behind. It went back to high school and started over again. And within a year, he was recording Pictures at Eleven and a solo artist in his own right. Really cool shit. And it's also telling that he got the Band of Joy back together, too. Remember in the early 2000s? Another project that preceded Zeppelin. Um, I think the message is always legitimately, not even the message, just from judging him by his fruits, that he is not lying when he's saying that Led Zeppelin was a part of his past, but he's moving forward. I think he did leave it all behind. Not the good times, but there were a hell of a lot more bad times at the end. And the bad times were capital B. Super traumatic bad. So I, I don't blame him one bit. So, just, just, <laughs> I'm learning more. I'm gaining a, a, a greater appreciation for Robert as an artist as time goes on. Because, of course, I've just been like, eh, solo stuff sucks. 
Why? Because it's not Led Zeppelin 2. He's 70-something years old. And what he's putting out is amazing. Not all of it's my cup of tea, but I don't think it's meant to be. It's meant to be his cup of tea, and that's a cup of tea he's drinking in that moment. Tomorrow, he may not want that tea. And that's frustrating to we fans, because it's like, <laughs> the best tea in the world is Led Zeppelin tea. Get back and do that. And he's like, nope. So, all right, let's get started here. So, TLDR, he's playing small clubs under the name The Honey Drippers with people he trusts because he's in a very vulnerable position because as soon as he walks out on stage, he's not anonymous anymore and suddenly everybody knows they're at a Robert Plant concert and then you have to deal with the expectations of that. But he handles it well because he's Robert Plant. People were nice. Everybody's nice. He had a good time. So let's... Listen to some of it, shall we? Sorry to babble so long, but I wanted to set the stage because there's a lot going on. Less than nine minutes. Easy peasy. All right, guys, we are going to listen to Little Sister as the song opener. Now imagine you're in Derby or Darby, wherever that is. Probably Derby in Derbyshire, County Derbyshire. Uh, Gavel kind is the... Uh, rule of the land <sighs> no you're under Dane law still in Derby I think I don't know have no idea so you're sitting there in this club drinking a pint hanging out with your friends you know you're seeing the band but you're not going to see like oh my god I gotta see who this is it's more like we're going there who's playing tonight the honey drippers huh what is that 50s stuff alright teddy boys got it <laughs> and then the singer comes out you're like, huh, he sounds like Robert Plant. Looks like Robert Plant, shit. And then, that's Robert Plant, which would have more of an impact in April of 1981 than saying, that's Mick Jagger. Because Mick Jagger's still up and about, Tattoo You, etc., etc., they're still going forward. Zeppelin famously broke up and everyone knows why so holy mackerel robert you've got balls i admire you little sister friends april 21st 1981 the blue note club here you go thank you very much and a very hearty good evening
Sorry for the long uh, gap before they started playing, but it was their first set, and I wanted to capture or preserve the uh, mood and vibe of the of the of the Blue Note, the club, because it's much different from anything Robert had played for, you know, the prior ten years. I mean, they did they did small venues on on their UK tours with Zeppelin in '71 and '73, but they didn't do the Blue Note Club, not that small. And it's just interesting just to hear people as they realize who's on stage and what's going to happen, and and it still be cool, you know. So yay, yay everybody! I hope you liked it. <clears throat> good band, fun. It's good to hear Robert Roberts in great voice, and. uh yeah, this is neat stuff. I remember jonesing for these these rare Honey Drippers tapes in the 80s because I was, I was just fascinated by what these guys were doing in 80, 81, 82, before they came out, before Jimmy came out with The Firm and before Robert came out swinging with Burning Down, yeah, not Burning Down One Side, uh, Pictures at 11. <clears throat> so these things then when i heard it i you know by that time i'd built it up in my mind as so rare and unknown it must be magnificent and it is exactly what it sounds like it's robert plant with a band of his friends playing a really nice set out full set 84 minutes almost 90 minutes set of uh old rock and roll standards and covers good stuff so yay what do we want to hear next let's hear him play bring it on home now, is this the bring it on home? Like, if you ever change your mind about leaving me unkind. That one? No. It's the one from Zeppelin 2. 
which was also, you know, Sonny Boy Williamson's, written by Willie Dixon. So yeah, it's that one. And so we get to hear Robert singing a quasi-Zeppelin tune in 1981. Very interesting, yeah? Here we go. It's good. Bring it on home.
Thank you. And um, the band that was on prior to us, very good band, very interesting. I'm gonna... Very nice. <clears throat> Sounds good too. One of the great things about living in the digital age is that instead of getting a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy of their master tape at best and listening to it through a sea of hiss and lost generate and signal loss, you can get something, you know, first generation or even the master if you're lucky, transferred straight to digital, and you get all the dynamics restored. Not restored, but you know. You get to hear more of it. You get a clearer picture sonically. And I enjoy that. It brings these to life and it lets you it lets me at least capture more of the vibe. And, you know, not just the dynamics of the music, but the vibe and the feel of the place. Whew, boy, Mr. Plant is in good voice. No stress. There's no stress. He's not at war with himself. Like I think he was on the 80 tour the little bit of like do i really want to be doing this am i a hundred percent on board the wheels are off this thing everybody's fucked up and in real trouble except me and jonesy but i don't know i also could be reading way too much into it because it's my fucking passion but uh in any case did you know you can find me wherever you can find podcasts i bet you did because you found this podcast right and I am on Facebook under the name Heart of Markness in a nice Facebook group with a couple hundred wonderful people. You are welcome to join. I'm on Twitter, Heart of Markness. Go figure, on Twitter. Follow me. We'll be friends. I'll follow you back. Unless you're like a Nazi or something gross. I'll follow you back. Even if you like sports. I'm on YouTube under Heart of Markness. You're seeing a theme here. And I have the aforementioned heartofmarkness.com, which is my website. It's a blog where I post the uh, podcasts as well as links to the complete recordings. Remember when I read that set list to you? You can get that whole show, and not just the ones I'm covering, at heartofmarkness.com for free. And why is it free? Well, two reasons. First of all, it's a free podcast, and the music that I'm playing for you is meant to be shared freely. That's what keeps these from being bootlegs. Bootlegs are things that are manufactured and sold for profit that you do not have the rights to. Now, we don't have the rights. The taper doesn't have the rights to the Robert Plant performance. If you wanted to commercialize it, no, 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 federal offense. Making a tape and then sharing the tape or trading the tape for other tapes, no problem at all. And it's shared freely in the interest of, hey, you love this music, I love this music, Maybe this will make you happy, and I like that. So, it's courtesy of that, and also courtesy of the patronage of the titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble yet mighty podcast. I'm, of course, speaking of my patrons. Patreon.com slash Heart of Markness, if you want to join up. I just did a Patreon patron podcast for May 2023 that they got. I will do one for June. I will do one for July. Inshallah. So, if there's something there, go to patreon.com slash heartofmarkness or when you're at heartofmarkness.com denuding my orchard of its lovely fruit of music, you can click the patron banner there and see if there's something for you. All right. Ah! Not all right. 
here are the current titans upon whose shoulders rest this humble and mighty podcast. Here are the patrons that make all this possible, that help pay for the SoundCloud to, to uh, post the podcast, and DreamHost to host the website, and Mega for hosting all the shows that I share with you guys, and the microphone through which I'm speaking to you, all thanks to my patrons. So a laurel and hearty handshake go out to Keith and Tilda, to Brian, to Steve, to Big Ed, to Kenny, from John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegern, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Dan, Yell, Tracy, Other, David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, my friends. I love you all. You mean the world to me. You make this happen. You keep me honest. You keep me coming back when I don't feel like it, which is good. Because that's how we get to 218 episodes. Way more than that. There's like 350 or so, given the bonus episodes and shit. I do a classic rock podcast on the weekends, most of the, some of the time. Some of the time. Come on now, let's be honest. Um, trying to make it weekly, but like this weekend, I'm going to be in uh, staying at my ex's house because she and my oldest daughter are in Mexico for work. She, they're private investigators. They're there on a case. So they're in Oaxaca. So I'm going to go hang out with my youngest daughter, who's super cool, and their dog, Daisy, who's even cooler. And uh, I will probably not do a podcast this weekend because of that. But if I do, when I come back Sunday, it'll be a classic rock one, different artist. I did one last week that was John Cale. I did one the week before that. I think it was Warren Zevon. Lots of folks. Lots of folks. There's lots going on here. Subscribe. Follow. Like. Smash that like button. All right. The spiel is over. We will now resume our regularly scheduled shit. Which is what? One more song. Starts with a Q. Must be Queen of the Hop. Queen of the Hop! The last show, uh, the last song of the night before the encores of Shishi, Little Sheila, and Got My Mojo Working. That's probably a sing-along with the crowd, right? All right. Queen of the Hop. Good stuff, Robert Plant. White socks. Here we go.
I love it. I love it that he's almost come full circle doing something that is, is, is spiritually similar now. His work with Saving Grace with Susie Dame. I don't know. Saving Grace has the same... It's not the same kind of music. A lot more harmonies and things like that. A lot folkier. But the vibe of let's have fun and be close enough to the audience that we can have a little bit of banter back and forth and relate to the audience and be there with them, among them, entertaining them, not remotely, you know, 50 feet separating you from the per first person in the first row and an elevation of 10 feet. Um, Robert's a performer. He's a people person and a people pleaser. And I don't mean that in a negative way, like a mani manipulative tactic or a character trait. I mean, people pleaser, entertainer. He, he, his, his hope is that what he performs will bring people happiness. And in that he has succeeded. As have, I hope, I. So, alrighty. Short one, but, you know, they're not all... If I'm not throwing a no quarter or a, a dazed confused or a whole lot of love in, in here, most of them tend to be around a half hour long, because that's how song lengths go. Lengths go, and uh, I typically only pay, play three. So there you go. Three songs for nothing. I will be back for sure next Thursday with another Led Zeppelin podcast, and hopefully between now and then, I can fit a classic rock one in as well, and maybe even a patron one early, because I love them, and I should reward them for being so wonderful to me. All right, guys, thank you very much. Please be good to yourselves and each other, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.